Well, what's going on, friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Metaverse Church Podcast. I hope you all have had a great week, and we're coming to you now on a Monday instead of these dropping on a Friday. If you listen to it, you know, on your own time, you know, on playback, I hope that you're having a fantastic whatever day it is for you. Uh, we are making a shift, so we didn't normally drop these on Fridays. We're now dropping them on Mondays. Uh, just something that I feel like deep down inside. Uh, it needed to be done because look, what ends up happening is Friday rolls around something cool. Here's the real reason. Goose, you ready for this? Here's the real reason. The real reason is there are so many podcasts that I listen to and the ones that drop on Friday, I don't listen to them until the following week. So I'm just like, Man, if I'm not listening to a podcast on Friday, then most likely other people aren't as well. Uh, for church leadership, you're probably not going to be listening to a podcast on a Friday because you're probably taking the day off. You're spending time with your family. Um, and the next thing you know, you've got a stockpile of podcasts that you need to listen to or you're just saying, I'm not going to listen to this. So I just feel like it's better to get the information out on a Monday and it allows people to process and chew on and uh, hop on to Discord or whatever to be a part of the conversation in the long run. But all that being said, welcome to the first Monday episode of the Metaverse Church Podcast. Goose, you doing good? I'm doing good, man. Good. You're looking very sweet with that freshly shaved face. I've never <laughs> seen Goose without some kind of facial hair going on. So, Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Every time I shave, I'm disappointed with my face, so I'm going to go back out. <laughs> oh man it's a good face never never sell yourself short on that it's a good face dude are you uh You're being kind. Are, you, are you are you doing good i mean like ted lasso just came back out are you watching ted lasso right now i have not had time but i am mm. excited about that for sure okay all yeah. right it's good it's super good so all right, all right bro um hey so today we're going to talk about community in metaverse you excited about this i am i am okay. yeah we mixed mixed emotions with you know what we're gonna tee it up with but yeah um yeah the overall for sure it's yeah. it, to me the most important thing i think to you as well i mean in in the end what we're trying to do is is build the community and so yeah i'm i'm excited to dig into it and then also excited to see what folks have to say about it because this is kind of one of the sticking points for some of the naysayers yeah for sure well and we've somewhat touched on this before in the past um just on the idea of like the anonymity that comes with you know metaverse virtual reality type ministry like can you really build relationships with anybody and really in order to have a decent form of community there has to be a, le a level of depth of being known um and knowing people within that community to legitimately probably have a community would you agree with that Oh, I love it. Maybe not. <laughs> I think it's a paradigm. And, okay. Um, but is it a requirement? Um, I'm not sure that it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, 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 th I wonder if that isn't a vestige of what has developed as what church is supposed to be over the last 50 to 100 years as opposed to a little bit more like what maybe the Axe Church might have experienced. Hmm. That's interesting. So let's let's try to uh, contextualize this then. 
So, because like I'm thinking if you live in, well, because you live in Miami, right? Yeah, uh, for, closer Florida. to Fort Lauderdale, but yeah, yeah, yeah. South okay. Florida. Yeah, so you live in South Florida. So the community that you live in, like the town, city, however you call it, like you would be, people would say like Goose is a member of this community because this is where you live. Uh, people would say that I am a member of the Delavan Walworth County community because this is where I live. However, that does not necessarily mean that people know who Goose is and who Stewart is that are living within these communities. Some do, but to your point, it's not necessarily a requirement that an in-depth, in-depth knowledge of an individual, a part of that community, um, solidifies them being in community. So, yeah, okay. Uh, you might get me kind of backtracking a little bit on what I was thinking, but well, yeah. I mean, and we can either <laughs> we can either just dive into that or, or circle back to it. But uh, but you know what what that actually means. I think there are different aspects to that idea. Um, yeah. The, the I, I can just say. I mean, the place where I live is a is actually a little city. It's a little town called Cooper City, and it's and it is like a very small town nestled in the middle of South Florida, which has a very different feel to it. And if and when you live in Cooper City. Uh, Everybody that lives here, most of the people that live here, um, really have a sense of, of community just by virtue of living here. So the geography part of it does matter. But anytime I see someone or meet someone who is who lives in Cooper City, because it's such a small geographic area, anywhere else, um, there is a kinship there. There's an automatic kinship there. Hmm. Um, and so does that mean that you know, me and this other person are in community together. Does, does that count? Is there something in, in the bond simply because we, we have a shared interest, if you will. Um, I think there's something to that. Then take another completely different scenario and consider what the point of community is and, you know, kind of think about somebody's broken down on the side of the road and, you know, me and you and somebody else are all driving by and we we hop out and we help them get it off the road and you know there's a moment of community there and do we know his name do we know anything about them no but mm-hmm. it there is this this kind of sense of community in terms of again um that sort of sacrificing for one another and so that's sort of in my mind, but, but then I also have my like brothers in Christ that when I need accountability and depth and all that, I have that too. So I'm not, I'm not saying that, that the depth that you mentioned isn't important or even isn't necessary. I mean, it, I would argue is the most important version of community and needs to be somewhere in someone's life. But is that the entire corpus of what community can look like i i don't know i don't think that i don't think it is the way that i see it yeah okay so if we take all of that because we just gave everybody about a good five minutes worth of information to chew on on what does you know qualify for a community and but now now let's put the scope of like metaverse virtual reality on it yeah can you legitimately build a community with people in the metaverse What's your uh, what's your immediate off the cuff answer to that? Hundred percent. I know we can. Okay. We we've done it. The Lord yeah. has done it through us. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's been done. Yeah. Uh, so because we have two, um, 
but I guess my question would be what what deems or what uh, qualifies the fact that you guys have built community? Like, what does that look like for Cornerstone to say we have a community of people within the metaverse that we would say we do life together? Yeah, that's per- perfect uh, to, to make the analogy to what I was talking about. It varies. There mm. are people who we know, you know, I think in another podcast you talked about being known as someone known. There are people that we know. There are people who are bought in. There are people who have traveled thousands of miles to Yuba City to come and and hang out in person, you know, for just a few days and a hug. And, you know, like that's a very deep relationship. And and so we we have that. But then we also have people who I don't know a ton of information about other than the fact that they for example, um, they like to play VR chat. They like to show up and ask good questions and learn about Jesus. And when they need prayer or they need a discussion, we're there for them. But that's kind of the extent of the depth of the relationship in terms of how much we know about each other, at least how much we know about them. But are the are they in community with us? I would say 100% they are. And if you look at what scripture talks about in terms of the point of community that's one of i mean it one of that is one of them right it's I mean, devotion to the teachings of the apostles sharing of resources and regular meetings for worship and prayer that's what the that's what the acts church was doing and the lord was adding to their number and the lord is adding to our number and your number and all that and so it's like wow all right that seems to fit hmm. and so um then there are just people who are in the same location. Um, They are people who are Christian, who are in the metaverse, in the VR space, and may not necessarily call themselves, you know, members, not in the traditional sense, but, you know, members of Cornerstone. But do we consider them part of our, like, greater community? Absolutely, 100%. And some of them come and go, and they still maintain contact with us, and it's actually what we were talking about before we, you know, we found out that sad news about someone who we considered in community with us. Now, were they there every week? No, they hadn't been there in a while, but we, well, I guess we can talk about it. We both found out recently that young man who um, had been, I would say part of both of our communities really has passed yep. away. His name's Josh. And we are, we grieve over that. We're we have genuine grief. And so, you know, it's almost a sense of, you I know, mean, it almost would be like kind of what I would say prima facie evidence that this, that he was in community. You know, we're grieving over someone who who has passed away. And so yeah. by virtue of that, I would argue he was in community with us. So, so all that to say, I just think that to say is someone in community, is it a community in, in the in terms of the biblical sense? Like, does it meet those biblical standards and point the point of it? I think that there are a variety of ways that you can say yes, it, yes, it is. Yes, it is a community. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's just really multiple facets to this. Um, 
and even in answering the question, like building a community in Metaverse VR, like it really boils down to what is going to be your definition uh, and what qualifies for a community, right? Because from what I'm hearing from you, anybody who comes to Cornerstone uh, VR any given time, probably more than more than just once, right? Or would you say the person that shows up once is now part of the community? Um. It's <laughs> a good question. Yeah, because I mean, sure. like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would place a number of visits on that because here, here's how I would answer that. Um, in in the Axe Church, if if someone showed up to one of the houses where they were breaking bread and um, and for the, and the first time they show up and they say you know, I've heard about Jesus, I'm in, and I've got some property to give for anybody who's in need. Mm-hmm. Are they part of the community? I mean, I would say they are. Like, that's, yeah. It's the point of it. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking at the mechanics of it and the attendance roster and all those kinds of statistics or anything. I think it's more about the nature of the relationship, the point of it, their motivation, uh, you know, all, all those sorts of things. And so the minute, I mean, I would, I would argue the minute that someone carries someone else's burden, as it, as it says in Galatians six, you're in community with someone. Going to my that, example of the of the car broken down, yeah. you know, like like that. That's why I said at the beginning. I think I think we're we've maybe we're locked into this idea of community that has been defined by what the church has defined community as for, for decades. And I don't know. I think that definition is maybe stale. Dude, I love that so much just because that's, that's where my mind was going to was, and I was trying to figure out the right way to word it, but you did it really, really well. Cause I was thinking, well, really community would be somebody who is bringing value whether that's their first time there or their hundredth time there or a millionth time there is bringing any kind of value and that's what was going through my head and then you said it best and you're like if somebody's carrying the burden for somebody else and as soon as you said i was like dude to me that would be probably this is my uh jumping to an answer jumping to a conclusion response but i would probably say like that would be my go-to full definition of being a member of a community is that you're sharing sharing the load you're sharing the burden for others like you're caring you're serving uh, and again that could be done from the very first time that you walk into any environment um so that could be the person who's showing up to a VR church service for the very first time that says, um, hey, I heard somebody over here is in need of prayer. Can I go ahead and pray for them? Which happened in our environment when we were still like fresh getting into this with Lakeland. There was a guy who came into one of our events that was just like, um, I'm feeling spiritually attacked right now. I feel a dark force like physically present in my environment and the next thing i know that here's all these people who aren't like like i wouldn't have said that they were part of the lakeland community at this point some of them it was their very first time walking in they were invited by somebody else to come check out what it was that we were doing and the next thing i know there's all these people who are laying on of hands over this person and praying awesome. for them i'm like dude this is a sweet community and like, that's exactly what you want to see, right? Like you're wanting to see the hands and feet of Jesus in movement 
caring for those and meeting the needs of those who are in desperate need of something. And it was happening in real time in front of me that you would hope that you would see in real life. But I was seeing it in real life via virtual reality. I'm like, dude, this is what the church was supposed to be about from the get go. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the inverse can be true as well. Uh, about community and let's i mean i'm not want to rip on the physical church we love the physical church we have physical churches like you know so let's just use it as let's just use the vr example um we could put a vr uh, service on for an entire year and we could have you know again let's say there's 50 people it's a pretty good amount 50 people show up every week and like the same 50 people show up every week you and and I think under the under the stand, the current metric or the old metric or whatever you want to call it, you would say, oh yeah, you got a community. Hmm. But if they're all consumers, if they all show up, listen to a message, and leave, that's not a community. That's a, that's hmm. it's just people going to a movie have as much community as that, right? Meanwhile, you could have people that get together, and the first time they get together, they can bond as a community. Under, under the biblical definition, under the biblical, you know, sort of guidelines. I'm going to say definition because it's not clear that there's just one single definition, but the, the biblical guidelines of, you know, uh, spurring one another towards love and and uh, encouraging one another and bearing each other's burden and, you know, all, all these things, the way that, that, that scripture describes it, like that should be the, the, the question. And, and again, that's, I know that's what you're saying. Um, and certainly that happens in the physical church. We're not saying it doesn't happen in the physical church. I'm certainly not saying that. I'm saying it also happens in VR. All of it can happen in VR. I will say, and I think you'd agree with me, it just seems to happen like in a more microwaved way in VR. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. With, without a doubt. Um, again, though, you're touching on something that I think like for any church leader who listens to this and maybe maybe um, for you who are listening or watching, you came across this, you and your church, you're thinking about diving in to do a metaverse ministry. And one of the big questions that your leadership may be asking could be like, how do you move people from, you know, the consumeristic mentality to a somebody who's producing for that um, for that ministry? So that idea of community goose i think that's what a lot of people are going to be looking for in this conversation is it is so easy irl vr for people to be a consumer of the church right i show up on a sunday um irl i show up on a wednesday night vr and i'm just a fly on the wall i'm a wallflower i don't talk to anybody i just take in the service um, how do you guys at Cornerstone, I guess I'll try to ask this in a two-way uh, fashion. How do you guys do at Cornerstone to move people from consumer to a producer, like somebody who's actually a part of that community? Um, and for, like, I guess in, in general, how, like, what do you think is the best way to move people in that direction? So there's like the cornerstone way of doing it. And what, what may be other avenues of doing that? And if you mention one that we're doing, I'll chime in and say, yep, that's what we do. But I'm just curious from your opinion, how do you get to move people from consumer? Because I mean, rea- reality is like, we're talking about VR. So we're talking about gamers, like they're there to consume 
for the most part. Most of these people who are hopping on are ending their day and they're trying to receive some kind of escape from life, some, not all. Um, and they're just trying to relax, chill out, do something that they enjoy by putting on a headset or whatever. And so they're they're just kind of showing up um, to do things. So how do you move somebody from just being uh, a butt in the seat, if you will? Most of our avatars don't actually have butts. Well, alt space is gone now. So now, so now most of us have butts. But um, how do we go from just being butts in the seat to like actual people that are part of that community, or like being a part of Discord or doing anything like that? Like, how do you guys go about it? Yeah. Um. Well, the first thing that I always say is, um, you know, look, we've we've got some some specific places that if, if you just don't know what you might want to do or if you just you just like, hey, I just want to lend a hand. What, what can I do? We can certainly do that. I'm of the mindset, though, that the Lord directs us in in certain ways by the people that he brings us. And so I am pretty vocal about saying, look, if you've got a talent, you've got an inclination, you've got something that you have a heart for, um, bring it to us and let's see if we can use it. Let, let's mm-hmm. see. I mean, it's not a guarantee. It's not just carte blanche to show up and say, this is what I want to do. And we, and we back it. But I listen really intently, um, especially, I mean, only, I would say only to the ones who are coming with an idea and the motivation to make it happen. You know, the mm-hmm. idea bombers that are like, hey, the church ought to do this. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, no, we, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who come and say, hey, I think this is a, a direction we ought to go and here's what I'd like to do. Okay, now you've got my attention. Because now you've got somebody that's passionate about it. You've got someone that presumably has some insight that we may not have. And now we can use the you know use the resources and the expertise that we have in terms of ministry and, and couple that with a passion and man that's like that, that can be gold when that happens hmm. um and and so um you know and just in terms of leadership it's always best to just you know i, I can't remember which of the leader guys say this you know the the maxwells and things like that but you know they say hire, but we see, you know, for us, they say hire good people and get out of their way. I, I just, I, I always feel that way. It's like, if we, if hmm. you get somebody that's that, uh, you know, a high capacity person I, for me, I'm, I'm just, I, I will only make things worse. I'm, I'm there for as a resource. That's it. So that, that's kind of my, I, I feel like that's a, that's a good way to get people uh, motivated and, and have ownership and, and autonomy. Hmm. Um, and so that's, that's that the, um, the the other you know the other part of it and you just have to start and and hope that it grows and pray that it grows and and it usually does it's just it's just there it just has to be cultural it just has to be a culture of of serving and um and that's just something that you just kind of have to start take one step and keep going and over time you know you kind of move that barge very slowly but you do and so i know i know a pastor in georgia who basically there the the minute you walk through the door like first time guests it's like hey welcome to church where where, where would you like to serve wow <laughs> like that's pretty bold and it's very effective for them and mm. i don't you know it's you know it's not something you just roll out one day <laughs> like yeah. that's something that you you've got to you know and they've been working on that for a very long time 
but but again you got to start somewhere so that that to yeah. me is like wow. yeah yeah that's that's the way it ought to be but yeah anyway that, just some of my thoughts and and certainly something that all of us will always try to do to a, do a better job of is helping people get activated yeah dude that's so good like um oasis church vr uh vr tiger he enables i think that they'd probably do they're one of the best at this probably along the same lines of the church in georgia that you were just talking about um vr tiger and i got to talking one day and he was saying look our goal is that there's always an element within the service where we can pass off responsibilities to even if it's your first time with us so if that's like scripture reading they got the scripture that's up in the environment and it's just like hey uh cool jazz 296 this is your first man that sounded like a radio station anyways uh this is your first time with us today do you mind reading this and uh cool jazz might be like well yes i would i would love to read this for you that's my best radio voice <laughs> right after some um, dave cause that's right and now um but then they'll just read it. And what I love what like VR Tiger was telling me is they'll grab photos of these people who are in the act of service, like serving that community there, yeah. whether that's their first time or whatever. And then they go back to Discord and they celebrate these people. And they may not be able to call them out, you know, like by tagging them in the post or anything, but they're able to say, hey, shout out to the people who served in Oasis uh, Church VR you know, for this event, the service or whatever. And I was just like, dang, dude, that's cool. Um, on top of that, like even one of our volunteers, um, with Lakeland VR, he serves in real life as well as part of like the, um, parking team. But he and I were even talking about this last weekend that a lot of the times within the church building context within the church as a whole, a lot of people never activate their, or flex the muscle. I'll say it this way. They never flex the muscle of serving because many times the church is trying to betray like this idea of a well-oiled machine that we want. We want people who are showing up for the very first time um, to feel like, like this is a community that you want to be a part of that we have our act together. Um, And you can be so well tuned into that, like such a well-oiled machine that people who are showing up for the first time that have like these amazing skill sets, whether that's like singing or, you know, fixing cars or whatever, that could be a huge blessing to the church. Like they just love kids. Well, unlike me, I don't love kids. Uh, I love my kids, but don't try to put me in a room with other people's kids. It's just not going to go well. Um, but you got people like they're, they're bent that way. God's wired them for that. But if you are constantly betraying that everything is working really well, then nobody's ever going to show up and go, well, they look like they need help here. So let me step into it. Right. And, um, the guy that I was talking to, um, he said, we like, we were talking about trying to bolster our serving team with Lakeland VR. And he goes, there's probably two, 300 people inside the service right now that I could just go to and say, Hey, we need you to serve in this environment. And they'll probably just say yes, because many people are probably like itching to flex that muscle. And we're just not really providing the opportunity for it. They may not know anything about what it is that you're asking them to step into, but they'll do it because they're, they're wanting to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, So I think that like, 
I would say like, as we're talking about community for VR, like really, I would say you build a community in VR the same way that you build community in real life. Like you, you invite people to be a part of something to carry the load. I carry that burden. And then I think organically what comes out of that is everything else that we talked about. You'll get the community aspect of uh, knowing people and being known in the process. Yeah. You'll get those natural flows of like, if we were to focus specifically here with like VR type stuff, I think you would get that natural flow of people moving over into your discord server or whatever community that community hub that you're building out on the side in order to stay connected with people throughout the week outside of the events. I think that kind of stuff happens organically and naturally once you've invited them to be a part of something bigger and you let them work out their gifts. And I think like, and this is probably a conversation, uh, like this is probably a podcast for another day. Um, but I think like within the metaverse as a whole, there's more opportunity to be more open-handed in that way of saying like, Hey, you've got passions. Let's allow you to utilize and live out those passions within like this metaverse world. And here's the crazy part. Um, you can probably even based off of that, but you know, bringing Jesus in with it, you could probably even start your own metaverse church over here where people are going to come flocking to this because of similar interests. Um, and you're going to make an impact on a whole new pocket uh, of people in this world that Cornerstone, Lakeland VR, Oasis, uh, VR Church will never be able to because we don't speak that language and we're not part of that community, but this mm. person is, and we're giving them the freedom to say, go, go do this because the kingdom needs you to do this because there really is a heaven and there really is a hell and people are going to one place or the other. So we need you to activate that faith. We need you to flex that muscle of serving. So like I said, that might be an episode for later, but that, that, yeah. that was my soapbox. I'll get off. <laughs> why? I'm curious why you think it's easier in the VR space than in the physical church. Hmm. Um, I think, <laughs> oh man. Okay. We love the, we love the physical church. We work in physical churches. We love the physical church. Look, okay, so I'll answer it this way. Um, so there's a whole movement within the church world that's happening right now, and it's the idea of micro churches, right? Yeah. Um, and within these micro churches, the idea behind it is like, man, people need to own this like like the like the church leadership are supposed to be there to equip the saints right and then yes. to be able to allow them to do what it is that god has called them to do to make an impact on their community to love their community well um and i think that's the reason why micro church expressions are like blowing up right now because it's leadership within churches the local uh context churches saying we want you to do this and we'll give you the support. We'll give you the training. We'll give you the resources, but we want you to do this. Um, but I still think that there is an old system of church and it's still completely appropriate. So that's why like, it's hard for me to answer this without sounding like I'm bashing an old system. Like I, I think that there's still a place for this. So I hope anybody who's listening to this, they hear my heart in that. But I think that there's a lot of people that are still 
trying so much to hold on to what it is that they feel their mission is that God's given them to do, to lead out their local expression of church, that they're doing more of this instead of being open-handed. And I think uh, what happens with that is we're actually stifling uh, people's giftings because we're saying that's not needed because it doesn't fit within the context of the local expression church that we're building. And the reality is that we're not supposed to be here to build our own local expression. We're here to build the kingdom. And so we need to be more open-handed with the resources that God's given us and say, now go do this. And I feel like within virtual reality, and this might be, again, this might just be a soapbox for me right now because this is just how I'm wired. I'm like that apostolic evangelist, right? So again, I'm the let's go win kingdom territory. I am so quick, so, so quick to release responsibility to others um, because I believe that there's much more at stake than perfection. And I believe discipleship better happens in failure. So like, I just feel like, dude, if you want to go start your own church within VR or you want to be a small group leader for Lakeland VR, but you don't really have experience with this, I, I don't care go do it. And then let's connect afterwards and let's, let's go through what I call GBUs. Let's go through the goods, the bads and the uglies and let's fix this. And to me, that's just discipleship. That's walking alongside somebody and all at the same time, what it is that that person feels led to do is going to reach a whole new pocket that Stuart Tsunami in VR would never would have reached because I would have never thought of doing something like that because it doesn't speak. It's not my language. It's a completely foreign language. So um, I would say like a prime example of this would be like our guy that is running Bible trivia, right? As a small group for us for Lakeland. In most cases, like in a IRL context church, like you're not going to say, oh yeah, start a small group that's just a whole bunch of people gathering together to do trivia with each other. But for for some odd reason Why? that works. I, because it's it's different. It's not a it's not a book study, if you will. Like it can be. There's a way of doing it, but I, well, why I just does think it even that, have to be a book study? But it doesn't. And I but I think that we're getting into it, and I feel like you're playing devil's advocate with me, <laughs> and you're very fair to do so. Like this is where I start getting way more passionate than I need to, because then we'll be here for three hours on this episode. Um, but I feel like that we've packaged what church is supposed to look like and how it runs because somebody else did it once before and it worked out really well for them yeah. in their context of the world. And we said, what is it that they're doing? And let's duplicate it. Um, and if it, and if somebody wants to do something that's not within that system, we, I feel like the church, not every church, but I feel like the church has gotten really good at saying, that's not what we do. We need you to figure out how to do what you want to do within the system of how we do things. And I'm like, that doesn't, that's not what we're called to do. And that's why I feel, I feel like um, it's just easier to do that in the metaverse. As you say, yeah. you want to go start a small group and pop one. And that has nothing to do with Lakeland and spatial. Go, just go and, and let's celebrate you in the process. And if that community that you're building over there somehow gets plugged in with us over here, great. If not, Great. As long as the name of Jesus is being proclaimed and uh, hell is losing territory and the kingdom of heaven is getting populated, I could care less what banner is being carried as long as the banner of Jesus. That's my soapbox. Yeah. I, I So I definitely would expect... So 
the the answer like to me the answer you guys have nailed right like you know why would we allow the group that you mention in the physical space it's like well it doesn't fit you know the I think production value is the problem. The, like this idea of production value and the failure and, and the and the risk the, the fear of failure to me is absolutely at the heart of this, which is why why I think in VR it works because we're like we fail every week. Something goes wrong every week. It, it does, and, and the the foundation you guys have articulated it, but we all feel it because lives are at stake. Hmm. Like that's why we would let somebody do a group, whether it's in physical or VR or otherwise, because lives are at stake. Like yeah. it's, eternal lives are at stake. But so, you know, uh, so we just we just had spring break down here and I went up to New York with my daughter, and my wife. I'm not a musicals guy. I'm not. That's not my thing. I love music, but musicals and like the whole Ouch. thing. We, I, I, this is the story I tell. The first time I ever went to a musical, it was it, I, my wife wanted to go see Phantom of the Opera, and I was like, okay, if you want to go, we'll go. And man, it was the mo- the longest, most tedious, painful experience I've ever had. And it was finally done, and my, and I, w- I was trying to mask just how bored I was, and my and and I said. You know, it, it was done, and I said, "Wow!" You know, and she's like, "My wife's like, you know, what do you think?" I go, "I, I got to be honest, that was really long," and she said, "Yeah, that's only intermission." <laughs> and I was like, "This cannot be." So, so it's not my thing. But we went to New York. We went to see this play called Hades Town. Now, when my daughter said she wanted to go see a play called Hades Town, I was very nervous about that. I looked it up and realized I saw that it was not. It was, it was, it's about Greek mythology. And I, I looked at all other things. I'm like, mm. oh, okay, actually, this looks pretty good. Dude, it was amazing. It was mm. absolutely amazing. The voices of the, of the, of the, uh, you know, the uh, actors and the, and just the story was well written. The songs were great. I was, I mean, I, was, I walked away from that. I was like, that was absolutely amazing. The production value was top notch. Um, that's where production value is important. If, if, they just didn't care that things were failing and they were just letting anybody just get up there and sing and yeah, let's try this today. I can understand why a Broadway show is absolutely focused on production value because they're putting on a show and we are there to consume it and they nailed it. Hmm. But that isn't what church is supposed to be. And that is where the grind for me with this idea of production value comes in where we are so afraid to just like, let the let the body be the body and all just the authentic and and what i think gets in what it is getting in the way of is authenticity Mm. there's this sheen over over the body that i think all this this idea of production value creates where it's just like that's not none of us are none of us are that (laughs) it's not can we just be real for a minute and that is what we love about vr it's we're just there and it's real which brings us back to something we've talked about before which is the irony that the idea is vr is where people are fake they live their fake lives and that's not what's real and and you know irl in real life and it's and actually i think it's flipped I think it's yeah. more real in the senses that actually matter in what we are experiencing in the metaverse. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm not, you know, 
like ready to nail my 95 theses to the wall of the, <laughs> the door of the physical church or anything. But I think we need to, I, I think we can export some really, really important lessons back to the physical church and say, like, listen, it, this is working so much better here. And there's no reason why if we are bold in the name of Christ, we couldn't make this what the physical church is. Maybe not wholesale, but let's just learn some of those lessons. I, I really believe that's what's like brewing. And I don't know if that's in a year or five years or 25 years, but I really believe that um, sometime soon, relatively soon, we're going to see that sort of change in the physical church where people say, you know, and, and to your point with the, with the, with the house churches, like that's what's happening in the house churches. You can, you come mm-hmm. in and you're real, you come in and like, listen, I'm just living life. You live in life. We're in your house and we're here in the name of Christ and all that other stuff. Like, yeah, we don't need all that production value. I think, I think you're right. I think that's why people are yearning for that. So anyway. Yeah. So all that being said, I just think that all of that is a great example. Like I love what I love the, the side by side comparison of like a Broadway musical to church, like that idea of production value versus like people value. Right. Um, I love that because like if we were to tie a bow on this topic of building community within the metaverse, I think that ultimately is what it comes down to. Um, Like if we were to say, here's how you build community in metaverse and goose push back against me. If you feel like I'm wrong, it's the authenticity that comes naturally within VR. And it's the idea of just serve be somebody who is there to carry the burdens of others. And that may be something super small, or it may be something massive, like praying against an evil spirit um, that is forcing itself upon somebody within the environment. So something as small as like just reading scripture for the day that's in the environment and to praying over somebody laying hands and praying over them. Um, I would say those would be the two main things that I'm hearing from our conversation that builds community, especially within VR authenticity and just serving, I guess, would be the, the boiled down word for it. Uh, and alongside that, I would add a, a micro focus, meaning like you're, you're approaching church one soul at a time. Like that's yeah. the, that is the way this goes. And so the idea of like, you know, this growth model and that is the measure of success. And it's like, nah, 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 it doesn't work here. It's not how it goes. And it is really just like one person at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. All right. So we'll, we'll close this one up. Do you have a uh, chat GPT for us this time? I don't, you, you you can fire, you can fire one. All right. So you you just said, I, not necessarily like a question, like it's a question per se, but this is just more of me just, I just want to live the goose life for a second. All right. <laughs> Goodness. So here we, so. here we go. Well, here, look, so you, you came off yeah. of spring break there in South Florida. What, what's the temperature for spring break for you? Or what was the temperature for spring break for you? Now, Grant, you were up in New York, but like, what, what's the temperature was in, in South New York. Florida? Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll tell you this. My wife is in Chicago right now. It's snowing. Um, I had to get out of my pool to come record this podcast. So. <laughs> come on. Come on. I want that. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, you had to dry off and everything and all that yeah, kind of good brutal. stuff. You had to change clothes. Oh, it's terrible. Let me tell you, I I had to do the same thing to get ready for this podcast. I had to dry off. I had to change clothes, but not because I came out of a pool or anything, but because I just shoveled 10 inches of snow off of my driveway. So that's why I said, I, I just wanted you to speak that over my life. I wanted to know what it was like to live like goose for just a moment as I head into my spring break this week. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your little piece of heaven with me uh, this afternoon, man. You need to next year, man. We need to plan ahead. Uh, bring that spring break down here. We'll do a we'll do a live podcast in the same room. Uh, Heck yeah, we we got to make that happen. Poolside, pool. We can do that. That's that's not a problem. Uh, dude, that sounds amazing. Which is really funny because everybody from our church that are snowbirds, they all are down in Florida. So it would make sense for me to be there. In fact, I I'm going to start uh, advocating that. Lakeland VR happens from Florida during the winter times. We'll see how we'll see how well uh, my senior pastor takes to that. <laughs> That's I, you know I, I've never lived in a I've I've never done ministry in a place w- w- that would really well. I guess down here we do have we they, we lose our snowbirds going back up, but it's got yeah that would another another time. I want to I want to hear about that. Maybe we, yeah. yeah for sure. That's that right, super interesting. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on behalf of Goose and myself, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Metaverse Church podcast. Please do us a favor, uh, share this episode, subscribe to it, uh, leave a rating and review. All those things help get this out to more people to be able to find us um, by you sharing. You might have somebody on your mind right now that uh, is coming to mind saying, hey, they need to hear this. So please send it over to them. Um, If you want to get in contact with us, the best thing you can do is hop onto our Discord. Link will be in the show notes. Um, If you have any additional questions, you can shoot us um, those questions over there on the Discord. Or you can email us at metaversechurchpodcast at gmail.com. We'll answer it on there. Thank you again to all of you who have been listening and um, are uh, just being a part of this community by hopping into the chat and leaving your remarks. Love it. Um, But until next week, I hope you all have a fantastic uh, spring break or whatever you have coming before you. And we will catch you next time for the next episode of the MedFirst Church Podcast. Be blessed.